if you're working and you want to put some music on to, you know, help you focus, drown out the sound to, you know, if you're working remotely now because of the pandemic that's happening, um, you, you, you sort of instinctively want to find some music to put on. Here's the problem. All of the music, 99.9999% of the music on the music services, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, it's designed for entertainment. And it's designed to engage you. And it is designed and created to have you sing along with it and have you not able to ignore it. So when you're trying to concentrate on a spreadsheet, write a paper, do an email, look at your taxes, doing something that requires your concentrated attention, it now is fighting for your attention. Okay, life can be crazy. You're feeling like you're sinking. Just trying to find a meaning. It's time for better thinking. Yeah, better thinking. Time to tune in. Let's go. Welcome back to Better Thinking. My name's Nesh Nikolic, and today's guest is Will Henshaw. He's the CEO and founder of Focus at Will, which is a music platform designed not for entertainment purposes, but rather as a tool to help users with concentration, attention, and improving their capacity to focus on important tasks. Will has a quite an interesting background himself in, in music. He was you know, part of the uh, pop culture in the 90s, so you'll hear a little bit about that as well. But uh, interesting all around, so enjoy today's show. Will, a big thank you for coming onto the show and talking about Focus at Will, uh, this uh, amazing, uh, I call it new because it's new to me, but new product about being able to focus and concentrate more, more effectively, you know, whether you're working, whether you're studying, um, even to have some, some nice uh, music in the background at home as well. So thanks, Will, for coming on. It's a pleasure. Nice to meet you, Nash. Now, look, I, I have to say I'm a little bit of a, uh, a, a newbie to, to this idea of focus at will. You know, maybe, maybe rather than me doing a clumsy uh, intro about what it is, uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit about uh, what, what this program is and then I can maybe pick your brain how you got to that, that point and you know, where, what your background is as well. You got it. Um, focus at will is a music service that you put on in the background while you're trying to do something. So it's music as a tool, not music for entertainment. And that is probably the most important differentiator between this and something else. Uh, we humans are used to listening to music as an entertainment, as something that makes you feel better, something you want to dance to. It's, it's you want to sing along with. Um, in fact, in a previous life, aside from this, Focus at Will, I was in a, a successful band uh, in the 90s. It depends how old <laughs> you or your listeners are. But I was in a band called London Beat. And we had a bunch of hits. And we, we, particularly in Australia, we, we did very well. And uh, we came down, we toured and promoted a lot in the 90s. And the one that people remember is called I've Been Thinking About You. I was not the lead singer, so forgive me when I say, I've been thinking about you, I've been thinking about you. Chapow pow. That's the bit that people remember about the song. Um, I, was the, I was the main writer in the band. There was me and three soul singers, three African-American guys, and uh, it was, it was a, a lot of fun. Um, the reason I'm talking about that is that that's a really great example of music that's entertainment. It's may, it is music that makes you feel good. Just with my rendering of that right now, anybody listening to this will be like, I remember that song. It was the most, you know, is is the most played song in the radio in the world in 1991, I think it was. Um, number one everywhere. And um, music like that has this ability to trigger your memories a little bit like you smell a perfume and it reminds you of your your first love or your you know your, your grandmother's perfume or something you know you just like it takes you straight back and that is why we like music that's why we humans respond to music this it's this intrinsic language that we all speak 
you know, I, I heard that there are three international languages, music, sex, and football. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, right? It's true, though. Think about it. <laughs> music, sex, and football. Well, they call it soccer here in the States, but anyway. Um, <clears throat> And despite my accent, since I actually live in the States and have done for many years, I'm originally a Brit. Um, that's why I talk about the States here. Um, so if you're working and you want to put some music on to, you know, help you focus, drown out the sound to, you know, if you're working remotely now because of the pandemic that's happening, um, you, you, you sort of instinctively want to find some music to put on. Here's the problem. All of the music, 99.9999% of the music on the music services, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, it's designed for entertainment and it's designed to engage you. And it is designed and created to have you sing along with it and have you not able to ignore it. So when you're trying to concentrate on a spreadsheet, write a paper, do an email, look at your taxes, doing something that requires your concentrated attention, it now is fighting for your attention. And so, sure, you've now blocked out the sound of the people chatting <laughs> in the next cubicle or the kids screaming if you're trying to work remotely from home, but you've added a new problem, which is the music you're listening to. Finding out that was the problem. What happened to me was I, I one of my other companies I sold uh, in uh, 2003, one of my other inventions. I ended up having to work in, a, in an office, in a cubicle in the company. And I was, I'd never done that before. I'd always had my own space. And all of a sudden I was like, how do I, how do I manage this? And I couldn't find any music that worked because I'm singing along with it. I'm following the melody. I'm, I'm like enjoying the DJ drops. I'm like, wait a minute, there's got to be a kind of music which is engaging, but not too engaging, right? There's got to be a kind of music that, that will help drown out the sound, but then won't get in the way of my thinking brain. It's a very, that led, it's a very that led to a 10 year, yeah, that's a, that led to today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because language kind of pulls us away. You know, the, if, if I just think about it at home, what, what interrupts me is pretty well always going to be one of, you know, my family members calling out, you know, asking a question. And quite often, it's not even if it's a question toward me. It, it can just be a question and, and between them and my attention will sort of perk up because I'm trying to figure out, is it towards me? Is it, it, it does it not involve me, but once again, it interrupts the flow and uh, just thinking about, about that. It's, it's kind of um, lyrics often get in the way. Mm -hmm. uh, is, is, is probably how I experience it. Exactly. And so focus at will grew out of, so my background is, as I was saying earlier, I'm a musician, I'm a music producer, I'm also a tech inventor. And I've had a, uh, an interest in psychology and I've got a couple of friends, close friends who are psychiatrists. So the brain and why the brain is and, and psychophysiology in particular, which is, you know, how, how does the brain work? And not, not what's the wiring, but what's, what's going on? You know, why do we feel things and so on? And I started about 10 years ago, I started to put the dots together trying to figure out, I instinctively felt there was, there are types of music that will help you focus. And I started off sort of intuitively going, well, maybe it's this music. Da, da, da. And the big thing that we found initially was uh, pretty simple, which is no music with vocals, even in another language. Oh, that's no, so always instrumental. And, uh, we, we have a lab here in, in folks that will, and uh, we have psychologists on staff and, and, and we have, uh, you know, we, we, it's, it's an experimental data-driven organization. And we found that to do with the fight or flight mechanism, this is pure psychology now, which is like, you know, how, for instance, if I'm talking to you right now, which I am, if I hear an external stimulant or I see a loud flash a loud light or there's a pressure drop when someone opens the door i will have to look around my fight or flight my limbic system 
my reptile brain will make me check that it's still safe to be talking to you right now, Nesh, right? This is true for all humans. And we found that the, your, your, your non-conscious mind, which is your fight or flight mechanism, what's driving that, is always looking for the sound of a human voice. And if you hear a sound of a human voice, you want to know whether it's going to be someone bringing you a sandwich. So it's danger or reward. Danger or reward. Actually, opportunities to mate, I believe, is the third one. So it's danger, reward, and that. It goes to <laughs> the international languages again. <laughs> the three international languages. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? It all comes back to that. But everybody, I tell people, the Queen of England, if she's talking to you and there's a sound in the background, her brain is going, is that food, sex, or danger? Right? So to go back to the sound of the human voice. If you play music in the background and there are voices in it, your mind is going to pay attention to it because of that instinctive, the way that you, you, you are um, processing the data to see whether it is safe to sit here and work. Well, of course it is. We're sitting in an office, the door's closed. But have you ever noticed that if you sit with your back to the door, you just have this unsettling feeling and you'll have to move your desk. Mm -hmm. We know that, with people with PTSD, you know, they right. are very selective quite often as to where they sit, you know, because mm -hmm. they are a little bit more, you know, uh, sensitive and, and aware yes. and alert for where are my escape mechanisms? Can I see who's coming in? Yeah. Because they're primed for danger. You know, and, yes. And, and so, yeah. you know, in its exaggerated form, um, mm -hmm. you know, even more so, but uh, we all, we all, you know, sit in specific places to, you know, to, to find oh, a secure place. That, that feeling that you've just talked about, everybody is familiar with this, like sort of that unsettling feeling. And as you say, that's a very heightened version of it. But that is the mechanism in the brain that is interrupting you when you're trying to concentrate. And rightly so, because if you think about human evolution, you know, we are here, you and I are literally sitting here because our ancestors had that response finely tuned <laughs> long enough for them to be able to have offspring and for us to be here today right so um some people have that mechanism as you were just saying for people with pdsd a lot more acutely and it's more it's 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 triggered easier than others and i'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later in the in, in in the interview but we found that music without vocals and really interestingly music that has instruments that sound like voices affect you in the same way wow so i've never trumpets, thought of that right your ear listens to music your non-conscious mind listens to music with trumpets and violas and saxophones and trombones and we like those instruments because they sound like the human voice that's why we like them so this response in your brain, which is your non-conscious mind, paying attention, bringing to your conscious mind, pay attention to this sound, is triggered with not only voices, voices in other languages you don't understand, but sounds that sound like vocals. So we, over the years, I've been doing Focus at Will now for 10 years. Um, our original investors are Singularity University, which is part of the Google world. So we've, we've got some, some good science around this. And we found that there is a type of music which is instrumental. It doesn't have a lot of excitement in it, but it also doesn't get very quiet. And more importantly, different people respond to different types of music, different genres. Mm. So some people like classical music. Well, like is the wrong word. Because uh, when you're working, you don't want to be liking the music. That's, this is a tool to help you focus, right? So some people find the tool is best with classical music. Some people find it's better with the sound of water. Some people like EDM, really loud dance music. And it's to do with how sensitive your limbic response is to external stimulus, which is related to ADHD. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How easily distracted are you? I, I suspect in your work you you come across this. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm just trying to um, 
bring it back to also my, my, my own experience. I know that mm-hmm. when I was studying, particularly through through university, one of my go tos because I, I just can't have lyrics. They they they. Uh, I'd rather have a silent room than mm-hmm. lyrics uh, because that mm-hmm. makes it makes makes it much worse. But I definitely want something in the background, and I know that my go to and I could put it on. You know, uh, study session after study session for for literally you know, eight hours at a time. Right. I, I would always put on Enya. There you go. Uh, and, you know, some songs would still go over the threshold uh, mm-hmm. where, where it, would, it would capture me. I'd have to, you know, skip, skip the track forward back in the oh, yeah. um, world. Uh, and uh, the rest of it was, you know, would be fine. It was mainly her humming, you know, or, or just making some, right. some sort of gentle sounds. And that was... Yeah. Enough to have that in the background. Um, it felt, felt um, I suppose, calming and I, I could kind of just concentrate. But the moment I tried to change the genres, you know, I just couldn't find anyone else mm-hmm. that hit that spot. And so, you know, I had to think three or four, um, you know, Enya albums and they would go on rotation. Um, somehow it was a little bit better than that. <laughs> so, you know, I became a huge Enya fan. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, you know the the ADHD you know experience makes you a lot a lot more distractible, you know, naturally distractible. Yeah, yeah. I've um, Dr. Edward Hallowell is uh, an advisor in the company and uh, and a close personal friend. He's a psychiatrist based in uh, in Boston uh, here in the states, and he's written some best-selling books on ADHD and ADHD in the workplace. And um, with his help, uh, we've actually got a couple of channels that are designed specifically for people with ADHD. They're very high energy. And um, also with his help and guidance, um, I've understood that being easily distracted is not, it's called, it's a syndrome, uh, you know, right? It's a disorder. It's, it's not a disorder. A percentage of the population have this. Yeah. And let me just name some very, very famous people and ask you if you think they are ADHD. Well, how about Elon Musk? How about Jeff Bezos? How about Steve Jobs? How about Prince? Right? These, these people, I've just mentioned men at the moment, but there are, it's, it's the same. Um, you know, it, it, this, this goes across all, all, all kinds of humans. And if you, if you are easily distracted, what happens is it just means you need a lot of stimulus to be able to be calm and still, right? And so... <clears throat> or to feel at ease, to feel at to ease. To feel at ease. But think about it. If you, some jobs, having a lot of constant stimulus is... It's, it's a, and being able to concentrate being calm in a crisis is a really powerful thing and really important. So battlefield surgeon, right? You've got to be calm in that crisis. Um, helicopter pilot. You know, flying a helicopter, I, I don't myself, but there are so many things that can go wrong at any one moment. Good grief. Um, any kind of police work, first responder work, right? Yeah. Teachers. <laughs> A teacher yeah, with like a group around. of like 10 year olds. You got to have your wits about you constantly. Um, politicians. I'm not going to talk politics, but any kind of politician, there's a lot of stuff going on all the time. And we've all got friends that are good in a crisis. Like, and if you think about it again, evolutionarily, you know, you and I would have been, <laughs> you know, we'd have been in the medieval times. We would have been there in the, in, you know, in the encampment and there's arrows coming over. There's going to be one person who's got this. They're like, I got this. One person who in a crisis is completely calm. The rest of the time, they're kind of hyper. Right? The rest of the time, they're really like, oh my God, ah, I need to do stuff. But in a crisis, they're really good. So in the same way that stimulants have been proven to help calm and overclock someone who has distractibility issues, there's a whole other conversation about whether that's good for kids or not, but it is a thing and it does help. 
Um, we have found that you can overclock the brain by certain types of music in a very similar way. And about 5% of the folks that will use us listen to a channel that we have on the system that is completely bonkers. It's it's the loudest, noisiest thing you've ever heard. It's crazy. And if you have ADHD, you'll find it relaxing. Um, if you don't have ADHD, you'll find it absolutely just insane. Uh, I'm going to hold my phone up to my microphone and uh, play you a very loud. That was the bell ringing. It's going to sound a little horrible, but can you hear that? Um, it's warming up. Sounds like train Here it is. It sounds like someone slamming a door. I have to turn that off a minute. Now, it's fascinating what you say because it, 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 this is in some sense trying to find the science behind uh, music creating a sense of ease. Because when yes. we have a sense of ease, we can concentrate most. And each individual human exactly. being is vastly different. And you yes, know, whether, we, whether we talk about you know, attentional or hyperactivity sort of um, experiences, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think we're probably uh, singing from the same microphone in terms of it's not mm -hmm. a d d disorder. It's, it's, it's in many ways. You know, oh, it's I, an advantage. Uh, yeah, it's just, just just how we're built. It's a human mm -hmm. experience. Mm -hmm. we're, we're trying to kind of look at it from a strengths-based approach rather than a deficit-based uh, approach and saying from a strengths-based approach, there is some music that can, you know, make you feel comforted and, 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 and calmed so that you can focus on whatever it is that, that, that mm -hmm. most people who are very go, 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 you know, also tend to juggle a lot of balls in their work mm -hmm. if they mm -hmm. find in a very um, monotone workplace, they probably don't last very long because they find Never. it incredibly boring and, and probably don't perform very well. But give them a lot of moving parts, you know, mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, what even politicians have to do all the time. They're just yeah. juggling. I don't know how they do it because it's remarkable that they can be across yeah. you know, uh, an infinite number of a piece of inf information material all the time and, and be in the spotlight and going from meeting to meeting and absorbing yeah. information on the run. You know, it, just talking about it makes me anxious, let, 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 let alone. You, you need know. a nap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talking about it, I've got to go and have a nap. <laughs> well, I th we found that about um, in the workforce, uh, about one person in five, so about 20% of the workforce in the companies that we go into, because we sell to, to companies as well as individuals, um, become active and, and very consistent users of this system. And it tends to be the most highly productive, highly capable percentage of a workforce. So, and it's often the most highly paid. So the, the, the movers, the shakers, the performers are also the most easily distracted. So it is important that we keep you know, if you're a boss and you have a team of developers and you know that you've got a small team, so you've got 20 people on your team, and then you know that the four most highly valued, most highly paid, most productive are also the most easily distracted. <laughs> and so most dev teams, I've been involved in software design and, and team running teams for many years, there's a rule. After noon, after 12 noon, we do not go and talk to the dev team, do we? No, we do not. <laughs> because you'll distract them and then you've lost a day, <laughs> right? It's a fact. So the guys are back there, the, the, you know, the team are back there in the back room and they, you know, you just don't go in there. Not after 12 noon if you want to get code written today. Now, when you think about kids, I'm presuming that many of your listeners will have kids. If you have kids who are very easily distracted, know that they are also likely to be incredibly talented at something. You haven't figured out what it is. If you don't know yet, you don't know what it is. And know that these kids are differently able. They're not, it's not a disorder being easily distracted and it is not 
syndrome is not something to fix. It's just that they are wired differently. And it can be, once you figure it out, an amazing thing. There's a bit of a crossover sometimes between autism and ADHD. You, you know, as you know, there's, there's sort, of, sort of some gray areas around that that we found. Um, but we have found that um, finding a music channel that, that helps them be able to concentrate can have a material impact on their school performance. And in conjunction with finding a music channel, um, you know, I'm here talking about folks that will, so we have channels specifically designed for this, in conjunction with understanding that, you know, every 40 minutes, this child needs to go outside and bounce on the trampoline. They need to just run full speed around. The, they need to jump in the pool. They need to do 10 laps and come back in, put the music back on, and then get on with the homework. And I have, I have hundreds, if not by now, a couple of thousand letters from parents going, you have changed the trajectory of my kid. Because mm. finding this music channel, I can actually put this on in the background. I hate it. I have no idea what to do with it. But my kid is able to actually have a conversation with me. Wow. Wow. What's the uh, reasoning behind having uh, the timer? Cause you know, I I've, I've played with it a little bit. Uh, is that, is that a specific part of the tool that was designed that, that came from, uh, you know, asking users? I know that's always in, in, in development. Uh, my yeah. brother was telling me that previously there would be, the actual artists' um, names would feature at the bottom, but that's since kind of gone away. Where that's also one, another thing to to remove your your, uh, you your uh, distractibility, so so to speak. Right. Can you well, tell us me... a little bit about some of those features that that obviously we're not privy to? We we can't say we we see it, you know an elegant end product, a, a tool that helps us focus. But what are the sorts of things that you've you, know, you and the team have built in to to make it so so um, you know, user friendly? I love talking about psychology and music. So it's a real pleasure to talk to you today about music and psychology and science and humans, Nesh. So thank you. And I'm laughing because the answer to your question, I'm going to use you as an example. We have novelty and habituation in our brain. It's one of the fundamental mechanisms that we humans have. We're looking for something new and then we've got something new and after a while we get used to it and then we want something else new. <laughs> right? Let's talk about dating for a minute. I've got a new girlfriend. She's fantastic. It's novel. And it's good. I'm habituated. I'm used. To, I know. I'm sick of this girlfriend. I want a new girlfriend. Right? Novelty, habituation. Sure. And um, you talked about Enya. So what was happening is that we are all different in our novelty and habituation curve. In particular, our habituation curve. How long curve? How long does it take you? What's the time length typically to habituate to a sound? And some people don't have a strong novelty response, but they really like to habituate. So the Enya music for you, the three tracks that worked, you had habituated to them in a positive way. And every time you heard it, it somehow you had trained your brain to knock yourself into a focus state when you heard that, those tracks. And your novelty response didn't kick in. So you would just, you could put those three or four tracks, whatever it is, on infinite loop and you would be happy as Larry. You'd be great. Some people have a very keen habituation response. They habituate really fast. And a good parallel here is if you were to come to my old house, not the place I'm at now, but we were very close to a big freeway. And when you first came and we sat on the balcony, you'd be like, dude, or mate, I presume in Australian, you'd be like, mate, <laughs> that bloody motorway <laughs> is very loud. And I wouldn't have known what I mean, like, what motorway? I, ca I can't hear anything because I live there and I have habituated to, I got used to the sound of that. Now, what's really interesting is if you were sitting there after a certain amount of time, you too would not notice the sound of the traffic. 
you mm. would have habituated to the sound of the traffic and your non-conscious mind would no longer be going, hey, Nash, it's very loud here. And you are able to hear the conversation through the sound of the traffic. You've habituated to the sound of the traffic. <clears throat> so you asked me about the timer. It's, Most it's interesting. Sorry, sorry. Well, just yeah. just showing. It's interesting because it's for different things as well. Where right, uh, my um, uh, my preference for sleep is to be in a quiet area. Um, mm. Even though I've lived up in Sydney and lived on a main road in Coogee, uh, it took me quite some time to habituate to being able to sleep in you know the, the traffic going by quite loudly right. all, all, all night. Um, Interestingly, though, uh, you know, I sleep like a log, so, so, so to speak. My wife, on the other hand, uh, she's a, a lot more of a light sleeper, but she prefers <laughs> noise in the background. So mm -hmm. she would, you know, very happily live on, on, on a busy road. Right. Uh, she's the think about, why do you think that is? I would, pres I would presume, in her case, the reason why is that she gets, if it's dead quiet and there's a single small sound, it'll wake her up. Mm, mm. If there's a lot of noise, she won't even notice. She the bigger sound is masking the smaller sound and that's why she's able to sleep. There you go. Right? There Very go. similar to why folks will work. So your original question was, why do you have a timer? Well, most humans on average are able to concentrate in a very intense way for about 20 minutes. And after 20 minutes, you just literally, you just, you have to just kind of stop. If you ride a motorcycle very fast, which is, as we get older, we, we discover is not a good idea. But when you're a younger, particularly a guy, if you ride a motorcycle very fast, you will find after about 18 to 20 minutes, you have to slow down and get off. Because the, the, the concentration required and the danger of doing that is is using up a, a very specific thing, which is how long you can concentrate for. And there's something called the um, the Pomodoro technique. You may have seen that, where you work for 20 minutes and you take a five minute break, and you work for 20 minutes and you take a five minute break. <clears throat> it's a it's an established thing, and um, we found in folks that will to go back to the habituation curve there is a way to produce a, to deliver a playlist of tracks. There are no songs on folks that will, cause there's no vocals, right? So they're pieces of music. We pay about, we play about 20 minutes of a specific type of music in the genre you're listening to. It could be classical or acoustic guitar or whatever the channel is. Uh, the system, by the way, when you use it for the first time, helps you figure out, which is the best genre of music for your brain type. Um, but what the system's doing is about every 20 minutes, it is changing something dramatically and scientifically organized in the playlist to, to help sustain you through that 20 minute habituation. Gives you so it uses that, novelty. That, that, that's you got it. Habituation. Yeah, okay. So, but it does it very subtly. It, mm. it can't be, radically different it can't be here's the trumpets because otherwise you're going to be distracted <laughs> so what it's doing is it's changing something novel and in the system it does things like it changes the key it changes the instrumentation changes the speed and there are very subtle changes in the way the playlist is shuttled out to you and 80 percent oh, what was the number uh 40 percent of the folks that will users have an average of 80 to 85 minutes per session. So nearly half our users run it each session. Instead of being 20 minutes, they're able to do 80 minutes. So it can increase the amount of time that you're able to focus up to four times. It's incredible. It's pretty dramatic. Mm. By the way, when you've done 80 or 85 minutes on the system, you literally have to get up and just walk outside because you have been, your, your novelty habituation cycle has been super hacked. And it's interesting that we, we, we tend to break our focus and get rest by physically 
shifting around. We we don't tend to do it mentally. We we get up, we walk away, go get a drink, we stretch. You know, yeah. we might might sort of move our body differently. It, it's fascinating that we all just go back to to this space of of I've got to you know kinesthetically you know, move myself uh, to, to almost like start afresh. You know, uh, uh, wipe wipe the slate. You know, clear. Yeah. Fascinating. Just, just just thinking about it that way. Well, we, you know, the study of psychology is the mind, but of course the body is the mind and the mind is the body, right? So we, we are a holistic thing and our mind is profoundly impacted by everything we do physically. And so it's very unnatural evolutionarily again to be sitting here at a desk talking to you, staring at a, staring at a little tiny square picture of you on my screen. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> no wonder I have to go outside and stretch, smell the roses. <laughs> but it's, 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 it's interesting. I, I think about even with our sessions, we have 50 minute, you know, 50 plus minute sessions. Um, say, say they go for, for an hour. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're always going out and uh, you know, at a bare minimum getting up and, and um, uh, you know, take, taking the client out to reception for, for the next booking and the like, and, you know, you'll go get another drink or whatever it might be. Yeah. But I know that myself, uh, because I am, you know, go, go, go and, you know, type A personality, so, so to speak, I'm up and down out of my chair all the damn time, uh, yeah. which is, you know, usually using the whiteboard, trying to right. put what, what, what the client's saying in a visual uh, helps me understand it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure how much it helps the clients. So they, they seem to seem okay. But, uh, you know, I, I'm still very active because that's just who I am um, yeah, yeah. You know, versus yeah. someone else might patiently sit there for you know for an hour and a half and and um you know just continue to nod and 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 already and continue to feel at ease maybe just reflecting on my work i'm I'm still moving a lot yeah yeah it's there's a link between mind and body and the focus process um I mentioned earlier about the kids taking the jumping on the trampoline. This is something that uh, Ned Hallowell has done some deep work on. In fact, there are strategies around managing kids with ADHD where you can reduce the um, reliance on the stimulant meds that they're taking dramatically. And of course, the problem with you know Adderall and all of these other ADHD medications is that um, they're side effects. They affect mm. your sleep, your REM sleep. They affect your health. If you're a teenager, when you take these things, it has predilection to, you know, you know, addiction problems later on in life. There's a lot of stuff. And so being able to just cut down the amount of meds that you or your kids are taking can have profoundly positive change. And we're asking, we're asking, you know, if, if, if I were to ask a, uh, an average adult to do something for, you know, three to five hours a day that they, you know, completely dislike i imagine mm-hmm. i would get distractible frustrated irritated yeah. uh, as well and for yeah. someone you know, for a kid in particular it's very unnatural to be you know for particularly for for some to be yeah. sitting in a chair and listening to boring yeah. information that, that, yeah. that's repetitive and yeah. be sort of you know uh, learnt and I, I can't think of anything worse you know really for for those kids uh, and i was clearly you know one of them as well uh, I want to run out there and kick a soccer ball. You know, I want, I want yeah. to do chasing. I want, I want to try and do mastery, jump off things. And, yes. and yeah. uh, you know, this is why things like you know, drama class are way more engaging than boring yeah. English, you know. And, yeah. you know, maths was better because at least it's, it felt like there were some moving parts and you'd usually, you know, be, be, be doing it, you know, on the board. And so you'd be kind of connected rather than yep. you know, read a passage. So. I can't read yeah. a passage. You know, I, I didn't read a book mm-hmm. until I was, you know, in mm-hmm. year 11 and 12. Uh, I, it, it, it was this distraction sort of space. Uh, and, and what you're saying is some of this could have been resolved or, mm-hmm. or, or at least mediated by yeah. putting in an individualized track in, mm-hmm. in the background, not for entertainment, but really as a tool oh. to go out and, and, mm-hmm. and say, we can set up a, a context, an environment that uh, individually goes out and suits you to focus at your best. Yeah. Um, well, when, um, when you first, I mean, anybody listening to this, this is free. Just go to the website, focusatwill.com, and there's an onboarding quiz that has 17 very, very specific questions 
that go back to an algorithm on our server that then it has about a 70 or 80% accuracy in predicting which genre, which type of music will work for your brain. And it's using something called the big five, which I presume you're familiar with. It's a little like the, you know, the which Myers is, uh, uh, Openness, conscientiousness, extrovertism, agreeableness, agreeableness and neuroticism. neuroticism. <laughs> I have to write learn, learn, learn these things over and over, otherwise right. I, I drop them. <laughs> Psychology 101, I know. Um, the questions uh, on the site have been designed by my uh, science team, and they're a little disingenuous. Some of them are like, what would you not do to do this big thing that you would do? They're, they're deliberately designed that you can't just kind of click through them. Um, and what they do is they give you a rough ocean score, and then they overlay that with some other questions about what kind of co how much coffee, how much stimulants do you take, and, and so on and so forth. And if you think of different types of music for a minute, I mean, I played earlier on, I played this incredibly noisy and annoying um, ADHD kind of brutal music. But if I'm, if I play again, this is, this is a, let me, I'll turn that off in a minute. That's the bing for the, it's a lot gentler, right? Some people find this perfect for working too. Very rhythmic, very gentle, right? Another channel that this, the second most um, popular channel on the system, which is similar to the last channel. This is called Up Tempo. So this is always groovy, electronica. The third most popular channel on the system is this one. 20% of our users listen to this. Piano and acoustic guitar. Mm. Now, if you have a, if you're really easily distracted, if you're an Elon Musk or a, you know, one of those super tweaky characters, this isn't going to do anything for you. You're going to be like, <laughs> you got to turn that off. <laughs> My teenage son would be like, looking at me like, dude, are you going to light a candle? What are you doing? <laughs> this exacerbates the problem at that point. <laughs> so the type of music that works for you in the background while you're trying to concentrate on something is based on your brain type and it has to have no it has to have no lyrics it has to have no human voices it, it needs to have no um no things that are distracting no no loud bells no no you know no loud saxophones no electric guitars weirdly because that's distracting and when you get it right you're able to extend the amount of time that you can focus on something up to four times I'm definitely going to, to, to have to, I, I mentioned bit, bit before we um, uh, started the interview, my, my brother's a bit of a super fan. Um, right. And hence how we started, uh, got onto, got onto uh, inviting onto the show. But I'm definitely going to have to go and use it, use it a bit more to find out my, my space. There's so many sort of uh, uh, little nuggets dropping in my mind going, oh, that's how it connects, that's how it connects. I've always spoken right. about how... I can have uh, you know as many coffees as you like. I could have a coffee and then go straight to bed. Um, okay, so stimulant. It doesn't. Well, at least my pleasure. It doesn't feel. I, I get no hit out of out of. Um, oh right, so good. I'm going to quote. I'm going to um, quote Ned Hallowell right now because he said to me when I first met him, he said, he said, he's. I said to him, well, you know, I've not got ADHD, and he said, I'm going to ask you one question. So. You've just answered it. I'm going to ask you the question. When, when you, Nesh, when you drink a cup of coffee, either you don't like it because it makes you very jittery, even the thought of it. Um, two, yeah, it kind of helps. I can have a coffee in the morning. Or three, it doesn't make a difference. I can drink a coffee and go to sleep at night. Yeah, Number three, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, 
what it's doing is it's overclocking your brain, which means that you are like me, brother. You are completely ADD. It's the best thing ever. It just means that <laughs> you need a lot of things to be able to concentrate and and be able to focus and get stuff done. You're one in. You're the one person in five like me and all my favorite blokes like you. Now um, we're all wired like that. We are entrepreneurs and we are go getters and we do stuff. And generally, coffee doesn't actually affect us too much. Mm. Because what it's doing is, is it's overclocking our brain, similar to the way that amphetamines of an extreme version work for people with ADHD, and it doesn't really make a lot of difference. He's there, he is drinking a cup of coffee right now. What's happening? Nothing at all. Nothing. So he nothing. said to me, if coffee or strong caffeine of any kind um, calms you down or even makes you sleepy, you're ADHD. You're on the scale which is not a bad thing. It just means that you need a lot of stuff around you to be able to focus and concentrate on what you're doing. Yeah. And that's, that's as, as you say, it goes back to, you know, your, your ocean profile, your, your big five personality traits profile. Right. Where do you sit? Um, and, you know, right. there, 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 there's, you know, if you're highly conscientious, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, um, uh-huh. you, you might be, you know, wired that little bit faster, which, which isn't a, a better right. or a worse version of, no. of, of uh, being human. It's just a particular type, um, but it means we need a lot going on to, to, to keep at the, or to feel at ease, to feel, um, yeah. you know, yeah, to feel at nice, ease. nice equilibrium. Yeah. And if you, if you've ever been in a situation where there's the radio on my, my wife, um, hates this but i quite often like to have talk radio on um maybe a game on another radio because i'm just keeping an ear on that and <laughs> one of my favorite music albums on all the time and i'm like cooking away and it's great and she's like could you turn it off i'm like turn what off i'm having a great day over here <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah. it's just everyone else uses it as a mess though right oh i don't care i can get stuff done and then okay. I, after all of that, I might also be on the phone to someone. Yes. Yes. Just got lots going on. It's- right. Right now, I don't have anything else going on because I'm, I'm talking to you on this interview and I obviously that affect the, uh, the sound of this mic. So, but normally I would. I'd have something happening over here. I'd have some music over here. And I'd <laughs> got yeah. no shame. It's all good. And I tell you, what, re- re- reading through your bio, I think I, I could tell that because you've done so many different things, and it, it's it's uh, it's uh, odd that that you know someone someone uh, who uh, clearly uh, has fractured, if I can if I can use that word, fractured focus, or, or likes a lot of things on the go. You clearly have a very strong capacity to to be focused because you can't achieve what you've done in in, in many different um, you know. Uh, fields uh, without having you know great in capacity and intensity to to do so so it's quite a quite a uh, dichotomy it's quite quite interesting <laughs> took me a while to just come to terms with it it was ned hallowell he said listen he goes brother you're add it's great that's how you're able to do what you do embrace it understand how it works and understand the more plates you got spinning the calmer and the better you are at doing all these things so i'm like all right pass me a plate i'm going to spin another one <laughs> You know, have you ever been to a Greek restaurant when they spin the plates Rest, like this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I think I was in a restaurant in Sydney last time. I was at a Greek restaurant in Sydney and they, were, they had the plate spinning and the they, this guy came out with like eight of these stick things and you spin the plates and it's always stuck in my mind. If you let one go, they start smashing all over the floor and everybody claps and cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I, I tell you what, I'm, I'm not sure where, where, where else to take, take this, but uh, uh, maybe you can just give, give us a, a little bit more insight before I let you go in terms of how can people find out more about this? How can they um, you know, subscribe? What, 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 how, how does all that side work? Because I know that a lot of our listeners are going to be interested to, to yeah, thank you. And use this uh, to find out more about themselves, to also find out what genres work, work for them. Yeah, it's dead simple. Go to focus at will, put in focus at will in the old Googleometer, and we will, uh, <laughs> you'll find us and find me. There's a mobile app too if you're on, uh, you know, if you're on your iPhone or Android phone, and um, you download it and you get it. There's a free trial, and um, you get uh, you get a week to figure out whether it works for you, and um, 
the how many subscribers do you guys have at the moment? A couple of million. So this is a it's a real thing. Wow. Wow. So I've been been going a while, and it's one of those things that about one person in five who tries this becomes our absolute like, oh my god, this is my blankie, this is my thing, this is I, I, where were you? And I, I I mean I've had like three or four mails already today from people going, I can't believe I didn't. Oh, I wish I knew about you guys in college. And um, as I said, there are a number of dimensions, and the system tunes up for each person. So your habituation and novelty response gets managed by the system over time. There's a skip button. So when you find yourself noticing a track, it doesn't matter whether you like it or you dislike it. If you noticed it, the system's not working. So you skip it. So over the first sort of three or four weeks, you sort of tune the system by skipping tracks on a channel. And then finally, because what you want to be able to do is to Put this on in the background, hear the ding that you heard before when the if you're running a time session, and then not hear the music at all. The goal is not to enjoy the music, not to hear the music. You know, when you're going home, drive, put on your favorite K-Rock, and then have at it, sing along with the radio. This is not, mm -hmm. this is while you're working to get stuff done. Very similar to, to Spotify, where if you, if you give it a thumbs up or thumbs down, the algorithm can take that and say... Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, there's other people who have done a similar thing and this is what, you know, they, where, yeah. where else they've skipped or where else they've, you know, thumbs up and, and we can tweak yeah. it as we go and the more input you give it. The, yeah, that's exactly the more, right. The you, more individualized it is for you. Except here the idea is to, is to tune the system so you don't and notice the music, nothing. which is the crazy thing. You can't see it here, but I'm in my studio and I got a huge wall of gold records and stuff from back in the day here. And that was all about music that we wanted you to listen to. <laughs> That was music you want to sing along with. And this is the opposite. This is music we don't want you to notice. <laughs> You've come full circle. You've come full circle. <laughs> Life is a crazy thing, right, Nash? What's up with that? <laughs> well, big, big thank you for, for, for your time. I know that you're a busy man and, and especially about to switch off for, for, for an hour and chat with me. So uh, it's a pleasure. You. Thank you very much and uh, you know, look forward to, to finding out and hearing about more of uh, the, the growth of Focus at Will because it sounds like it's an incredible you know, tool for, for being able to focus and, and uh, you know, do that on an individual, individualized level, which I, yeah. I think you know, is, is, That's the secret. Is, is the secret. Yeah. Fantastic. Thanks Thank you all. so much, man. Appreciate your time, mate. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast, please support it by going to iTunes and putting a review, subscribe, share it via social media, and tell others about it. Start a conversation. It's listeners like you that make this able and possible and why we bring in these guests to go out and share their knowledge and resources. And just lastly, if you are a psychologist and you want to go out and be part of a bigger team, develop your experience and get into some exciting work, come to strategicpsychology.com.au forward slash careers and reach out. I'd love to hear from you.